0: And then we created a network of podcasters on mentalhealthnewsradionetwork.com, a place where every possible facet of mental well-being can be talked about openly. My show, after several hundred interviews, the format is this, intimate, deep, funny, touching, sometimes uncomfortable, but always vulnerable conversations with interesting people. The goal is to have you, our listening family, many of you who have become my good friends, feel as though you are listening in on private conversations. Thank you for tuning in and becoming part of this amazing journey with me. And now with our network of podcasters, just knowing this podcast might be helping any of you realize you are not alone on this journey called being a human being makes doing this podcast worth every second After all we promised we be.
1: Cordial.
0: Hey everyone, it's Kristen Sinatra-Walker here on Mental Health News Radio, and I am really, really super-duper-duper excited more than I usually am, which you all have heard how super-duper excited I can be. But this is a cool guest, Bonnie Bruderer. She's the founder of Binge Networks, and Mental Health News Radio Network is partnering with them so that we can be in more places. But first, Bonnie, welcome to my show.
1: Hi, I am super, very excited to be here, too. So, hey, everybody. (laughs) Now, tell
0: everyone, you know, a little bit about your background and then tell us about what Binge Networks is.
1: Sure. So whenever, you know, if I'm at a cocktail party or a Starbucks and someone hears what I do, they go, oh, I've never met anyone that does that. <laughs> so i have heard it I've heard it's interesting. Um, I worked for almost 20 years in the personal development field and I traveled with famous motivational speakers like Tony Robbins and Harvey McKay and Chris Howard and Alex Mendozian and a few others and basically toured around the world, worked their events and got to meet hundreds of thousands of interesting people. And in the process, built my own brand. I What's great about that lifestyle is it is different and not many people do it. And you're on tour for part of the year and then you have the rest of the year off. So I got to go back to school a lot. Um, I actually have 10 certifications in human potential and life coaching and hypnotherapy and NLP. And I went to Columbia University's coaching program. And, um basically, I built my own brand and offered a couple of books and hosted a radio show back when it was radio and <laughs> and now, um, about five years ago, I decided that I was going to move from California to New York City to start a talk show, a TV talk show, because I had met so many interesting people throughout that whole journey, and I wanted to create a platform for people to be able to hear their stories and to meet them and so I'm, of course, skipping a, a lot of, the steps, of stuff, of course, <laughs> because this is just one hour, but um, I basically moved to New York City and that could be a whole series like of what happened then. But I um, started a cable talk show on Eminence Lifestyle Channel and interviewed different thought leaders, authors, speakers, entrepreneurs. And over the course of the first couple of years of my show, it, it got quite popular. We were syndicated into four different cities and then a bunch of international um, syndication and distribution agreements, meaning they just take your show and they play it on other stations. And so over the years, uh, we produced 700 television segments um, under the Pinge <laughs> Network's brand. Yes um a full feature film called Influencer which comes out spring of 2019 about wow. the social media influencer generation and the advertising industry and during this whole process as you can imagine we also had nine spin-off television series that came from the initial show so we had a cooking show that spun off from one of the guests we had a female investing show a makeup show and so as you might imagine, if you've ever done any production or tried to make anything, uh-huh. um, it was kind of stressful. <laughs> and so A small smidge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so one day on a run on the Hudson I was you know that like nervous breakdown feeling where you're gonna throw up or cry you're not sure or both maybe <laughs> and I needed like I can't remember it was a ridiculous amount of money by that night I needed like twenty thousand dollars to get where we needed to go with the movie and I had zero and so it just hit me I was in tears at this point I'm not a big thrower upper so I was in tears <laughs> I was uh, what am I going to do? This is so stressful. And it just hit me that the value of our company was in the distribution that we had not in the production. And so what happened is I went home, I talked to my, tried my chairs, talked to my team. And I was like, how many distribution outlets do we have? Because, and I don't know if you guys are business owners that are listening, but if you are, you'll probably relate to this. It's like, we started as one thing and then we started to evolve into something else, but we didn't even see it. Mm -hmm. We were just like, I was just like, ah, is that production done? Is the editing, is the name right of the lower thirds? And, the, you know, so I didn't realize that we had all these valuable distribution points. And to me, it was an annoyance. It was like a tick box on an Excel sheet. Like, did we get everybody our content? And it just hit me that that was the value. You know, the industry was proving it was all moving to what's called OTT, which just simply means like set-top boxes like Apple and Roku or, um, you know, that type of thing. And so, Essentially, at that point, we had 30 distribution outlets and we started to find a way to marry them all together and to create our own network that, you know, was on par with a Netflix. I call it like Netflix for the everyday person, the everyday awesome. Like if you're awesome and you create content or a podcast or video, then you can be on our version of Netflix. And mm. and so when we started, we had 30 contracts. When we launched the network, we had 50. And and what that means is, you know, we take your video when it put it on our site, it then goes 50 places. That's just yeah. the easiest way to say it. So it goes to Apple, it goes to Roku, it goes to Sony. And so, yeah, that's where what I do today is I am the CEO and um, in charge of strategic accounts for Binge Networks. And we basically, we're here in Miami at our headquarters in Brickell, um, and we work with different content creators and podcasters to help get their content out to the world. See
0: why listeners we are working with. (laughs) That's really cool. And it's so funny when we've talked before doing the show together and you said Harvey McKay, that made me laugh because I'm 48. Sorry, listeners. I know you hear me say that all the time, but Bonnie doesn't know that. So, um, so I'm 48 and I read his book Swimming with the sharks without being eaten alive when I was pregnant and i um so i was 20 well let's see i had my son when i was 19 so i was 19 pregnant reading the book and going why am i reading this this has no real relation to anything that's going on in my life but i couldn't put it down and of course we store knowledge so you know as i moved into being a businesswoman and a ceo i was like oh yeah i remember that from the book
1: <laughs> yes well, you know what's so interesting that you say that because so I worked for him from the time he was seventy-five to eighty, mm-hmm. and then when he was eighty, he retired from that one portion that I was working for. He still works like a dog right. um, or a shark, but that particular um, arm of the business he retired from. So. The thing was, it was like, he was literally a page out of his own book, like anything, like there would be a disaster or conflict would happen and he would react the same way on the pages, you know, and like have a sit down and a post-mortem and you write, he would call, he still calls me to this day, um, every, every year on my birthday. And that's what he says in his book. And and you're, to your point, it's like I I felt so lucky to have worked for Tony Robbins and worked for him and learned. That's where I got my CEO MBA. You know, it's like I just right. watched how they did their lives, and now I feel like I can run a company because of it.
0: I love that your CEO. Um, MBA because I got my CEO MBA by being a, a CRM consultant. And for the listeners that don't know what that is, it's um, contact relationship management. So it's software like salesforce.com, but we're talking old school. So it was ACT and Goldmine and Maximizer and all that. And I got mine by going in and out of hundreds of of companies from Ross Perot's company. Ross Perot was a client of mine with Perot Systems Healthcare that was bought by Dell. And then a mom and pop shop was a client. So I got to be around all of these business owners for the course of, you know, a decade or probably I think it was more than a decade. And I didn't know at the time, you know, Why am I doing this? It just works for me. I get to work with a lot of different people, so I don't get bored. My ADHD works well here. But same thing. I got an MBA in in business ownership and entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah, it's so true. And it's the best experience, like surrounding yourself. And this all ties back into having a network. It's like surrounding yourself with great people, whether it is your podcast or your whatever it is, you've got to be aligned with great people because that's the easiest way to learn. And, and sometimes, I mean, I even do it in my friendships. I'm like, I I was in a show last night and they asked me who my mentors are. And I named my three best friends because I like, I, I watch how they do life and i learn from them every day so it's just so important who you business friend family everything who you're surrounding yourself with because that's who you become so
0: true and so true and then for for us with mental health news radio network that it was important for me to be surrounded by people that have the same kind of struggles that i've had so you know a lot of early childhood trauma and of course the genes for depression and then you add actual trauma on top of it and so of course it's going to turn into depression and it's a it's a different space and i started talking about you know mental health and i was told not even to name my network mental anything to do with mental health by mental health professionals because there's so much stigma and i was like i have a feeling about this i'm not changing the name that's the point and now look at what's the biggest hashtag out there anything to do with mental health <laughs>
1: Well, and it's so true. And I mean, there's so many threads in there that I want to just like dive into. But you said like you followed your heart. You followed your gut. You followed what you knew was necessary because you would have needed that information. And then the thing is, is like for me, when I come across something and someone is like purple, violet, butterfly home for great information, I'm like, "Mm, no, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I'm like. I need to know about narcissism, you know, it's like, we got
0: some shows for you. Let me tell you.
1: (laughs) Right. But it's like, you know, loving your puppy to love yourself. But that one I actually would listen to, but I feel like it's so, you know, you need to have relevant information for people because I mean, that's just, it's, oh my gosh, I don't know anybody that's not affected. I don't know anyone that no, I'm kidding. I was gonna say doesn't have a mental illness. I don't know anyone that's not affected by a mental illness. I mean, I had it in my family. My mother struggled terribly with depression and eating disorders and, you know, all kinds of things that eventually she passed away from. And so I didn't get to tell you that. Sorry to launch into that on the show, but I just feel like what you're doing is so important because I, I literally don't know one person in my life that doesn't know somebody that's struggling. Well, like, that, and the thing
0: is mental health is everyone. It's somehow the word, the the two words "mental health" have been have been uh, lumped into the words "mental illness." Now, there should there be stigma about mental illness? Absolutely not. If you've ever had anxiety that's overwhelmed you, if you've ever had um, uh, sadness that has lasted too long and maybe turned into some depression, those are mental illnesses. Uh, And there should be no stigma there. There's no shame there. And also the term mental health. Why did it get lumped into mental illness? It's your mental health. It's no different than your toe health, your brain health, your bunion health, your colon health. But somehow this, you know, stigma got surrounded around those two words and when people were like, well, I don't want to be pigeonholed by being on your network with my show. That's about life challenges because my show is not about mental health. And I'm like, everything is about mental health. Hello. You can't live without it. So it's, it's illness and it's wellness in the same Absolutely.
1: Thing. No, and that's the point that's so important. And I feel, you know, for me, and like, again, not to launch into the whole, like, wow, we're getting really deep here. But um, I have well, a This girlfriend. is the place to go deep, so go ahead. Okay, well, here we are. <laughs> Feet her up on the desk, and I'm just going to go there. No, but it hit, it hit me one time because of, you're right. There's obviously so much stigma. And, again, growing up in a family where there was a major issue that led to a loss of a parent, um, I... I always like kind of thought, you know, like, Oh, I I don't want to, you know, like I, I just want to be healthy. I don't want to think about those things. And then I had a few friends that obviously needed like medical, you know, medication and support. And I was thinking about it to one friend and we have another girlfriend that has diabetes and she has to take insulin and we, we travel together and there's been two close calls like where, she was either misdosed or you know, just whatever happened, but she yep. got quite sick from it. And I thought, Oh my god, if you were depressed and you're refusing to take your medication, it's the same thing as her yes. not taking her. And it just like it clicked with me so much. And I just thought, Wow, it is really just something that you can correct yep. easily, but like we fight, you know, we fight it so much as a, a society, and That's especially right. in the personal development field, people are like, No, just. Focus, stare at your vision board. And I'm take like, a
0: vitamin yeah. and you're like, oh, Yeah, my God, oh my, it's okay, it's not going
1: working. To so, vitamin, I'm gonna be
0: like, Do I take vitamins? <laughs> yes, but that is not a cure all. Do, do vitamins work for some people's depression? Absolutely, but do they work for treatment resistant depression? Absolutely not. <laughs> there is right. nothing wrong with. you know, if you were born with uh, less ability to produce and process serotonin, then my God, there's wonderful medication out there that can help give you that baseline that everybody else has, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's been such a journey to, um, to delve into this and be respectful about it and not get bitter and angry about the, the stigma about it to be a you know, someone that's not fighting. I don't like the word fighting because that's a negative connotation just to be a voice out there for positivity around this while also being very, I mean, we, we don't shy away. We've had some of, you know, the Cosby survivors on our show. We had uh, the gentleman that was played by Mark Ruffalo in um, the movie Spotlight, the reporter Mike Resendez oh. on the show. I mean, we, we, Talk. We just had someone that came on and talked about rape uh, by fraud. She talked about consent. So we go to the depths of the depths, and then we also, you know, have a show about animals and how they help your mental health. So it runs the gamut. And I'm just, I guess, I'm trying to normalize it so that it just becomes something that you can just sit down at the dinner table and talk about, and nobody feels weird about it.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, and hats off to you. Like I was so excited. I mean, we have, you know, 200 shows on our network and you saw me when you and I first connected, I was like, I'm just going to crawl through the computer. I'm like, you must come here because (laughs) we just, we just know how valuable this information is. And what I love too, is like the way that you're distributing it. Like no one wants to pick up a flyer. Like you're in a doctor's office. If you think you might be depressed, Oh my God, the last thing you want is someone to see you go to that thing on the back of the door and pick that flyer right and so like i love that you do it in a way that the content can be consumed anonymously private. if you yes. need it it's private but it doesn't feel private in that like you can yes. ask the question or you can reach out to you there's like a person actually on the other end of it of the line so you can you know it's really i just think it's so cool and so necessary and you know i'm just I couldn't be more excited
0: see that was painless support them as they support us back to the show wait it's your show you were the one
1: that was super duper excited but now I'm excited <laughs> so. well I love this and,
0: and I'm supposed to be interviewing you and here we're talking about that. <laughs> but no no I, I'm like oh god how did the, everyone's going to be like here's a person being a narcissist but anyway let's talk about what, um, cause you know what we do and my listeners know we have all these podcasts and we're growing the way that we, that we're growing. And I knew that we needed to take it to another level, but I wasn't quite sure how and when. And one of the things I said to you, um, you know, on a different call was my only concern is me, Getting in the way of this network and keeping it small because of my own fears. That's my mm-hmm. biggest concern. And so that's why I hadn't moved into the whole, you know, uh, TV arena, because I just don't know anything about it. But then, Roberta, Dr. Roberta Shaler, who is wonderful, yes. I hopped her on our network and she told me about you. And I was like, okay. I don't have to reinvent the wheel. Someone has already done this, and she's a powerful woman, even better. And she's doing something. Uh, When I was trying to explain this to our podcasters, they were like, well, what what is it? I don't understand what it means. I said, listen, it's the same thing I do for you. It's just that it's TV.
1: Yes, exactly. And so the way I always explain it to people in the podcast example is, you know, when you go to someone's home for a dinner party and, they, they have a beautiful ambiance and there's a TV playing and it's usually like a blue screen and it just says like dinner party music, you know, <laughs> and then there, and you don't see anything, but the music is playing. That's really what we're doing is we're putting your podcast into all of these television outlets. They're called Smart TV or Connected device or OTT. And why it's important to you is that with podcasting, the recent data shows that 46% of I guess, population or maybe Americans have listened to a podcast. And that's great, right? That's like, ooh, that's super exciting. That's a lot. But what about the other 54%? Right, right. or Yeah, my math's not so good. <laughs> um, yeah, 54%. Yeah. <laughs> and so, what about those guys that are digital consumers that they just aren't podcast listeners yet? I mean, right. the, and so that's what the value that we bring to podcasters is we put them we hand deliver you into those people and then they can switch over and become your subscribers and your, you know, rate you on iTunes and all the things that are so important to a podcaster. And that's how you really kind of, you know, uh, what do you want to call it? Like that's how you gauge your success, I guess. And, but yet, you know, there's this whole other world out there of people that would want your information and they're just not accessing it because that's not their thing. I personally, and I am a media guru even had a podcast on YouTube or on um, iTunes I just didn't know how it got there I had someone on the team put it there but from our TV show but I had never listened to a podcast until last year and I was so embarrassed at Christmas I had to have my brother's wife show me but how how do you what do you and we downloaded my own podcast from iTunes I was like oh there it uh, is there it is so like and I'm pretty savvy. So if there's people like me, you know, there's gotta be millions and millions of others out there that just don't know what they don't know what that purple button means on your iPhone. And so, um yeah, so that's why we're so excited with Binge and working specifically with your network because it's just
0: Well, yeah, we it's we come exciting. with a bunch of podcasters and what I said to them and listeners, I, I promise you, I want you to hear this too, because you're so invested. Some of you have been listening for the entire, you know, the five or four and a half or five years I've been on the air. So you've been through this whole journey with me and you know, I didn't plan even to have a network. This all just happened organically. And so is this relationship with Bonnie and Bonnie's company. So what's cool is not only will our shows and any podcaster on the network that wants to join mental health news radio network on binge TV, they can opt in to join that too. What what they can do is they can mix it up. What I see happen with podcasters is this it's a whole separate medium and it does take work and it does and it's just audio and because things like Facebook Live are so easy and people are so used to just turning on their iPhone and being able to just do a video of themselves. I don't particularly like to do that. I only go on television and do things, you know, on camera when, when absolutely I'm forced to, (laughs) but, but a lot of our podcasters love it. And so they will start doing Facebook lives and then they stop podcasting. And I'm like, and they're like, yeah, but I'm getting it out there. And I tell them, no, you're not. Podcasting is a whole other market. If you want to send me that Facebook live, we'll turn it into audio and we'll make it a podcast, but you need to do both. And the way that I look at what you do is, yeah, we're putting it in TV that people are getting just audio, but it also is they want to do Facebook Live all day long, great. It'll go up on their channel as well. So they can have a mix of just audio, audio and video. Then we can create our own videos for the people that like to do that and upload it there too. So like you said, it's marrying what we do that's so strictly audio with what you do and and reaching every single bit of a digital audience am I, am I right in that? Or did I
1: just make up a story? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like you might land yourself a job on our PR team. Um, (laughs) No, that's exactly right. And so we have channels on our network. Like if, um, you know, you guys want to check it out where you can literally go on, you set up a rule once and you say, take my iTunes or, or Stitcher or SoundCloud, wherever your podcast is, publish it here. You know, because I know we all put our, I know they're all part of your network and people generally put their stuff lots of places and it can publish directly to your binge channel. And you can also set up a similar rule from your Facebook live to go there. So literally you don't have to do one thing. You just do what you keep doing and you go on with your day and you're at Starbucks enjoying a chocolate chip cookie and a mocha. And then you come back and your content is on 50 media outlets around the world. So Love that's this. pretty exciting. Um, yeah, I go in there each day, and I'm like still in awe of that automation feature because it's like, oh my god, that's look what, at these—they're just posting. I don't even have to touch a thing. That's even me. I
0: know that's what
1: I've been waiting
0: for. Is I can I, We've tried YouTube. You know, we've we've done it a few times, and just there was always so many different roadblocks, and it's become so. Big and it's become such a place of negativity. I'm not. I'm not dissing YouTube. I I love it, but it for a lot of the people in my field, the mental health field, the uh, really negative commentary that that can show up there. There's a lot of trolling and stuff. It's it ends oh, up yeah. not being a social. It not. It ends up being not a healthy place for people that. Are very sensitive, have struggled with mental health. Um, It ends up being sometimes a place where there's a lot of bullying. And so I was like, well, I don't really know that I want to like push us out there as that be the front running platform. So meeting you and doing it this way and covering Roku and Sony and Apple TV and all that. I'm like, this is, this is how I want to do it. This is a friendlier environment for us to be doing what, what we're doing. Cause we get into some freaking deep stuff here
1: so (laughs) yeah no and it's so true and even like taking a step back for the people that don't know those networks and like what maybe you've heard of everyone's heard of apple tv but like again i remember a couple years ago i didn't hear of these things but roku for example it's just their own version of apple tv right but roku is the number one video consumption site in the world even more than google and wow. so they have 20, I think I got to update my stats, but last time I checked, they had 24 million, million guys, subscribers to Roku. And what's interesting is because we're sort of, even though we've been doing this for four years and we were one of the first in and we're definitely the highest volume, like there's nobody else that does what we do and publishes. There's a few sites that maybe publish to like four or five networks, but we're 50. So no one touches yeah. what we do. But what's interesting is that there's not a ton of channels. You would think like in the last three years that it's the biggest site that millions of channels, like with Facebook, there's billions of users on there. But that's not the case here. And on Roku, we saw a statistic that there's like an average of 15 channels that are actually watched for any reasonable amount of time. So it's so exciting because we're putting your content in these places where people are like, no, what can I watch? You know, and they type in what they're looking for and, and we've come up. So, it is just, it's really exciting times. And, you know, what we hear from a lot of people too, and I don't know if this pertains to podcasters as much, but definitely the Facebook Livers. people are like, it's so noisy. Like, it's just yes. so noisy out there. And yes. you turn on your feed and there's like 20 people jumping up and down. Look at me, look at me. Yes. And yet there's this whole other, it's like country, <laughs> you know, it's like a whole other country that no one wants to go to, but they don't understand. Like, it's amazing there, you know, they have, round chairs and pool, and nobody's pushing or yelling and you know so it's really like it's amazing it's really fun
0: and it puts us like i said to our podcasters and to anyone thinking about joining our network this is now part of what we're doing it's it's you know you know me i want to get this content out to as many places as possible and that's why this is a really good move for us And my God, of course, I'm going to relate to you, Bonnie, because um, we'll have some other show one day where we talk about what it's like to be a female in a technology and media
1: company. Yes. Oh my gosh. You know what's so funny? Like I, okay. So I, because you and I got in for the listeners, like a little bit of backstory, we talked on the phone for, I mean, probably 45 minutes, yep. like a very long, just because we were so aligned. Yes. And then I thought about it because I feel like for so long, and again, any business owner can it, probably relate, but like I pretzel, like I would get in these meetings and I would just talk louder and faster and like harsher because I was just trying to like be this big fish and now all of a sudden I don't know what it was like a few weeks ago I just was like I'm so tired and I just started being myself like I would go on these interviews and then I would remember oh my god that was like a big business show but and I was laughing and joking and the dog was you know coming on my lap and on camera and then I just was like ah screw it it's just so much easier and and it's funny because I think you hit that stride where you're just comfortable. I and mean, you and I were talking about that too. And, you know, it's like, okay, it's a man's world. We all know it, whatever. But then if you're, you know, you just don't have to play that way anymore. And I feel like I discovered competing by not competing. Cause I was like, I don't want to sit in with the CEO of Google and this and that and the other because I just can't. I just can't yell that loud, (laughs) you know. Yes. And so I just was like, okay, I'm just going to play in your sandbox. Do your own
0: thing. That's the same thing with me. You just, if I can't get in there in a traditional route, which I, I'm not. I, I, you know, I have impairments, ADHD badly. That was an impairment for me being able to get through school and. Um, depression and childhood trauma, blah, blah, blah. Listeners have heard all this stuff, but there's all these quote unquote impairments that I've had. So everything I've done, I've gone in through a side door. And Mm -hmm. that has worked very, very well in creating this network going in through a side door because um, a, who, I mean, if there are other mental health podcast networks out there that um, want to come up, please do the more of us the better. but there aren't any yet there's just me that's totally mental health focused and there's just me so far that has the most shows about narcissistic personality disorder <laughs> uh, separate shows because it's an epidemic, and I'm like, okay, yeah, we did we did this sideways again, and it's so comfortable. I wonder sometimes why do I get invited on, you know, some television show like America trends where they're in 42 million households. Why are they inviting me? I'm not a psychiatrist. They know this, they know I'm coming on as, you know, a, a consumer of mental health services and the CEO of the network. But the reason why they like having me on is because I'm really nice and I'm really comfortable in my skin and I'm for real. And I know, yeah. and I know what I'm talking about and that is, What I'm finding talking to the younger generation, like this woman I just spoke to that's going to come on and be a co-host of my show. She's 28. That, what I just said, the for realness, the comfort in your own skin, the know your stuff, but you're not putting on a a persona about it. That's what that generation cares about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And it's funny, earlier today, I had a long call with a CEO of a big tech company, and we're going to do a similar network within a network, very unrelated, it's in the food space um but it was so funny because I just sort of forgot like I was so excited about this call today so I forgot where my hat went like the man hat is you know I was like where is that so I just was like literally just joking with him and I made this funny joke because he got the hiccups I was like oh, that great. I think he might be drunk but you know and he laughed and then I just thought you know what we're getting so much further because I'm being myself yes. right now and I'm being my personality versus, like, me trying to sell him on some concept. He's just going to go when he gets off the call and, like, validate everything with the data. So, you know, like, just be funny. And now he probably had a great You know, he's never going to forget me because no one talks like that to a male CEO. So, (laughs) and he wasn't. He just had the hiccups. But it was just, you know, it's funny. And I just think it's so much easier. And, you know, to the point of everything that you're creating. I just, I love That you're teaching that to people, just be, be you, you in your skin. Figure
0: out what you are. I've I've had um, people in my family have struggled as well, and I, I had one person in particular always say, "Just tell me who you want me to be. Just tell me who you want me to be." And you know, severe codependency, obviously. And I would say, I really just want you to be you. Figure out who the hell that is. Love that go to therapy, get comfortable with that, and be that. That's all I want from you, just to be you. It's not my job to tell you who to be. It's too much responsibility. It isn't fair. It's not healthy for you or for me. Just be you. And we walk around in our day, even those of us that are, um, woke, I just learned a new term from the 28 year old, um, <laughs> that, uh, Love that when we walk around, we we, even us who are awake or feel like we are, we forget that the best thing about you is you. Yeah. So find out who that is and be that and be that and it it is in front of or in front of as many people as possible because, and that means all your flaws, every, you know, when you've stuck your foot in your mouth, which I have done a thousand times on this show, all those things, it's part of that because then it inspires other people to come out of the shadows and be themselves because it's safe. Does that make sense? Yes,
1: Absolutely. You shine the light so then others can see too.
0: Exactly. So I'm really excited about this, about doing this with you. And it's gonna be amazing. I'm excited to see what it's gonna turn into. And tell our listeners, you know, where what I know you create this organically too, but what kinds of things are do you look at in terms of a future thing that you might move into or add to
1: your portfolio? You mean as far as binge networks? Yeah. As far as that's concerned? Yeah. So for us, you know, we want to be the place that people go to consume their valuable content. So whether that's to get a quick three-minute meal um, to make your, you know, fun date that evening, or whether it's to get, credible information on, you know, a cousin that was just diagnosed with bipolar or anything in between, you know, like, where do I go travel? Oh, I'm going to Miami. Okay. Here's a fun little dolphin tour you can do. We want to be that source for people. So we're really looking for great content partnerships like yourself with content that matters. Like what I always go back, we've evolved so much over time that our first tagline was real conversations about what matters most and Mm -hmm. so we're really still that that was my talk show but we want to have content that matters so we're not really interested in like political stuff or i don't know just stuff that not that that doesn't matter but like that's not our thing we're not a news site we're not that we want to just be that place that you know you're going to get feel-good content it's going to be enriching it matters Mm -hmm. and so we've got a lot of big partnerships on the horizon you guys coming on board is huge we have a partnership with Be live tv um which if you guys are doing facebook you of course know who they are um we have a partnership with Foodie TV, which has about 50 chefs and that kind of culinary content, and then quite a few others. We've got a lot of irons in the fire. It's it's pretty amazing. And then we also have the movie Influencer coming out, um, as I said. And so we're working with a lot of really top social media influencers to become the IT platform. So we want to be like, you know, when you say, oh, well, check out my Instagram, check out my Twitter, check out my Snapchat. Years ago, we didn't see that. Maybe you had a Facebook page, and now you right. have, like, five five things. Well, by next year, we wanted to also be, oh, check out my binge channel. Check out oh, my, check me out okay. on Binge. So, okay. We want to be that for the connected device television market. We want to be that Ooh. bridge. So when you have a binge channel, when you're on binge networks, people know, wow, this is the real deal because they're in homes all across the world. That's awesome. Well, I need to tell I- I'm just going to say this on the air
0: because Jonathan Bertrand will love the shout out. But one of our podcasters is 22 or 23. Um, He has been working for seven years on social media and it's the effect it has on mental health, good and bad. He's not there to say it's good or bad, but he's been studying it and studying the trends. And he does um, the social networking effect podcast. And he -hmm. was the first person I call. He's on our network. Thank God. No one would listen. Well, some people would listen to him, but I interviewed him and I was like, oh, my God, I will give you a show. You need to come on. I got him at National Council for Behavioral Health to speak about what he does. And he's like, nobody takes me seriously. And I said, I know, I know. But you know what? You're going to be. Bill Gates one day, and you 'll and because I believed in you you 'll give me a floor in your building, so I know what i 'm doing by having you on my network so yeah, I, and he oh was the first gosh. one I called to tell about you, and he was like what so he'll be he'll be joining the our our network on your network."
1: Oh, my gosh. I have to listen to all, every single show. Like I'll, I'm a binge listener, too. I'm a binge watcher, but a binge listener. And I, because I believe in that so strongly. I mean, nothing can make me feel worse than a scroll through Facebook. You know, and of course, like, nothing can make you feel better than seeing your little six-year-old niece in her school play. But it's so interesting. And I really, for myself, I have to set bound very set yes. boundaries, because I'm an empath also. But I do have to be that driver that leader that you know and so when i'm scrolling through and you know someone's hit by a car on their vacation and this and that i can't get it out of my head i'm like i i I can't i feel terrible just executing this meeting when so-and-so needs me to donate to their kickstarter you know it's like so um oh it's one of
0: those things where if you're in a really good mood if you're if you feel really good facebook is wonderful Because all you see is the sunshine. But if you're in a bad mood or you're depressed, Facebook can be, not always, sometimes it can be very inspiring, but it can be the worst thing that you should look at. (laughs) (laughs) Boundaries, exactly. So true. So Well, okay, Bonnie, tell our listeners where they can, of course, they're going to find out about you from us, but tell our listeners the website where they can find
1: out more about Binge Networks. Absolutely. So if you're looking to have a channel on binge, you go to bingechannels.com dot com and you can apply for a channel there. And then if you want to view our shows and view the mental health radio network and every other amazing show, then just go to binge dot TV. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much. Stay on. We're going to chat after. Everybody keeps saying, you say that, Kristen, and then we all want to hear what you talk about. So you should keep. (laughs) No, that's no, I'm not going to, we don't have an after show yet. Oh my gosh. You need a channel for the after show. We do, but it would involve me cursing a lot. And I don't know that people really want to hear that. So. It's when Kristen takes the gloves off in a funny way, not in a yelling way. I just—I'm yeah. <laughs> I, I, no stranger to drop in a few f bombs here and there. But anyway, as long as you know when not to do it, I know not to do it on um, America Trends TV. Absolutely, but yeah, the, the <laughs> after show, it would not be a good idea. Not now, anyway. <laughs> but anyway, um, thank you so much for coming on. Like I said, stay on, and um, I'm so glad that we—I'm so glad we met. Thank you, Dr. Roberta Shaler. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in again to another edition of Mental
1: Health News Radio. Thanks
0: so much for listening to Mental Health News Radio. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and hundreds of other podcast apps or you can visit our website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com. If you have a question or would like to be a guest, become a podcaster on our network, or join the amazing organizations that help keep us on the air, please email us at info at Get ready for that special goodbye from our resident therapy dog, Miles, and a special thanks to Emily Sohn for letting us use her incredible song, Cordial, for a podcast music listen to the full song on soundcloud at emily.so n n e
1: don't be surprised when i don't hate on you after all we promised we'd be cordial sometimes <laughs> in you i can't find good
0: boy